Hey there, Doug here. This week's bonus interview is with up-and-coming actor Patrick Carney. Uh, Patrick was real cool. We talked about how growing up, he didn't even really want to do acting until he was convinced he was more into sports. Then he went on to Michigan State, starred in little roles here and there, but he has a lot coming out. One that I'm really excited for uh, is called Scapegoat. He talks about it in the interview. Then also, I'll put the notes in the link for it so you can follow him on his IMDb with projects that he has coming up. And also, this short horror film called Still that's on YouTube. I'll put that in there. It's only nine minutes long, and man, it's great. It's really enjoyable. And uh, yeah, so check that out. And then we talk about some projects that he has coming up. How his second cousin is Michael Harney, which you know him. He's huge. Uh, he was in the first season of True Detective, Orange is the New Black. He was on Weeds. He was in a ton of stuff. But uh, yeah, so without further ado, here's Patrick Harney. Doing all right. Sweet, man. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. I do appreciate it. Yeah, man. Cool, man. So what I like to do with these is obviously I love film. I have a the podcast I do, we talk about movie sequels and I interview folks with them, but uh, having a lot of fun interviewing other people that really just are on the brink or are just getting started in their career. And I think it's really exciting and fascinating to be able to find out, you know, what gets, what makes this person tick, like why they got into it and how they got started. So just like any good story, uh, where did your story begin? Where did you grow up? So I, um, I've, I grew up in a smaller town called, uh, Hazlitt and it's in Michigan and um yeah I started doing the uh, I mean I kind of started out in sports and stuff and uh yeah I was doing basketball football track baseball and um and yeah and then I you know I had a friend that told me hey start uh you know you should go out for the musical this was in eighth grade said hey you know hey you should go out for the musical and I was like "Ah, I don't really want to do it um, they said, just, just try it and, you know, and see what you think. And, uh, yeah, I tried it and they ended up offering me a lead role and, and I tried to get out of it saying that it would, it would interfere with basketball season. And they said <laughs> that they would, that they would, uh, you know, work around it. So they basically gave me every reason to say yes. <laughs> and so, um, so I tried it and yeah, I just fell in love with it. And that's kind of when I, kind of when I got into it. So. That's cool that they saw something in there. You tried to use every excuse in the book, like trying to get out yeah, of the back gate or something, and uh, <laughs> it, it worked out. So, do you remember what the play was? Yeah, it was uh, it was a musical, and it was Doo Wop Widowed Widing Hood was the name of it. Really? And, uh, and I was yeah, and I was Strong Prince Justin. That's a <laughs> so yeah. I'm sure there's a V because how old are you? You grew up in you uh, born in '95, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I actually turned twenty four, uh, the twenty sixth of this month. So, so there's, there's got to be a solid copy. Like when I grew up, even though we're not that much apart, I was born in eighty six. The VHSs mm-hmm. don't last that long unless like parents convert it to DVD. It's pretty much their shot. Like you go try to watch them now. Me and my wife tried to do it a few years ago with like a whole mm-hmm. her old like dance recital tapes, and they look, it looks absolutely horrendous. It's the quality. But I'm sure yeah. there's some good, uh, good copies of uh, little Dubop, little Red Riding Hood. I don't know, man. I haven't, I haven't seen any copies of that or anything in a long time. So hopefully, there's not. Uh, <laughs> but no, watch but. if, if fingers crossed. Obviously, this is your goal. Obviously, to get a big role and you know be in a big movie. If that happens, every tape will come out of the woodwork, and people will be like, "Oh, I knew him when." 
Oh man. Well, <laughs> if that happens then whatever, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so from there, from eighth grade, when you started, did you continue doing plays and musicals like in high school? Yeah. Yeah. I did the musical every single year. Um, so let's see, freshman year, we did the wizard of Oz. Um, and then sophomore year, we did Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Okay. junior year. We did damn Yankees. And then senior year, we did kiss me Kate. Um, so I did musical theater and then I did one show in college. It was a local community theater called Dogfight. Um, but that was pretty much the last year that I did, that I did musical theater and I kind of switched over to film after that. However, I, I have kind of been missing, you know, the musical theater and, uh, you know, all the live stuff. So I might try to go back to that. I was thinking about maybe trying to do another show next year, but, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's just uh, there's nothing like the the energy from a live audience. Um, however, I would get so like nauseous and and just so anxious and nervous before, like right before every show. Yeah. Um, that that was kind of what uh, made me want to switch over to film was because I don't get that way with film. You know, I'm a lot more comfortable with film. Yeah. And, um, and so it was more so just like, I'd kind of had enough of the, uh, you know, feeling like I'm going to barf my brains out on stage, <laughs> you know, beforehand. So, oh, well, you yeah. know, what they, but they, you know what they say, if you ever watch any documentaries on like a lot, any live performer, but especially comedians, they get that pit in the stomach still, even after 20 years on the road. And are you familiar with who James Taylor is, the the singer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I interviewed a guy that was his uh, like bodyguard when he used to go on tour. You gotta think this mm-hmm. is like the mid seventies. James Taylor was already big, huge at the time, and he said James would get so nervous before he went on stage. So this guy is like friends with the guy that I interviewed him a couple months ago. This guy Richard Norton. He was good friends with like Chuck Norris. And anyway, make a long story short, he goes, "You wow. should start training." So he would, this is mind blowing, but he used to set up a punching bag wherever he was playing, whatever uh, state, whatever arena, whatever city. And before you go mm-hmm. on stage, he would punt, punch a heavy bag. <laughs> really? He was so nervous because he needed to like get that nervous energy out. And then he would go yeah. out and be James Taylor. So no, I'm sure if Jeez. you go back to it, I'm sure you're going to have that same, <laughs> you're still going to have that pit, but I'm sure it, honestly, I could not imagine doing what you did, like doing musical theater, especially in front of your peers. I've done, I've done some improv comedy when I lived in Portland, Oregon. That was in front of strangers mm-hmm. and I was kind of nervous, but I could not imagine like if eight, eighth grade Doug in front of like, <laughs> dude, I would like be flipping out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what is funny, cause like just before the show, you know, I, you know, I'd be with the cast, you know, with, you know, with the rest of the cast and everything. And, I would have to like, like isolate myself for like five or 10 minutes just to try to like calm myself down. And everybody probably thought I was being some big diva or whatever, but really I was just trying not to throw up on their shoes, you know? And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was crazy. Like I genuinely like just hated that feeling. So, um, so that was part of the reason why I switched over, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know with film. I think I, I like film more just because, you know, you get to play around a little bit more and you have that freedom to, you know, if one take's not good, then you can like stop or finish out the take and then just be like, Hey, can I run that back? 
Whereas, you know, in theater on a stage, you got one shot on the night yeah, and that's, that's it, true. you know? Or, yeah. Or if there's a late show, then you could try it later. But since you're going through yeah. all that, since you're going through and remembering all that stuff all at once, which I know you are for a, a, a film as well, but it's not that crunched together. No, yeah. no, I get it. No, that makes a lot of sense. Especially you could try different things, but like you said, you can't do that when you know, you're on stage. So when, how far after when you were thinking about making that switch is uh, the first credit IMDb. I don't know if you had any other roles before that, but it's sort of late and you played Vince. Mm. Yeah. So that was the, um, that was the first, uh, first film that I'd done. Uh, it was through a program called theater to film at, uh, at, at Michigan state university. Oh, cool. And, and basically what, what the, they would do was, I mean, I guess, long story short, a class would write a, would write a play, they would cast it and perform it, and then another class would take that play and they would turn it into a screenplay. They would cast it and then shoot the movie. So I came into it when the movie was being shot. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and that's kind of where I fell in love with it. It was just so much fun, and I just enjoyed it so much that, uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of... I guess I just got bit by the film bug, if you will, um, yeah. rather than the the uh, the musical theater bug. And it was cool, you know, because we took it to the Traverse City Film Festival, and Michael Moore came out and spoke with us. And that's cool. um, yeah, yeah, it was fun, and uh, and also just to kind of see the reception that we got for that film was because you know because it was a comedy, and so um, being able to see you know or hear people laugh in the audience at what you're doing like that was that was a lot of fun and it was that was a great thrill i bet because you're probably like all right this is a funny line that i have right now and you're like almost like waiting for them to yeah. laugh. And then once they do you're like thank god at least it landed because sometimes exactly jokes don't land and stuff but no that's cool so then from there that was that wasn't that long ago because you're still pretty young so yeah so you had a couple extra the, well the one extra role in here is in the movie detroit yeah, I'm in it for about that long. Uh, <laughs> I, it, it, it was funny because I was there. I was there for a whole day. That was like the craziest set I'd ever been on, and it was so much. Oh, fun. I bet. Yeah, that's um, a pretty big budget movie. Yeah, well, and I mean, I mean, you know, and it's Catherine Bigelow, and she, yeah. had, you know, just won the Oscar for Hurt Locker a little bit ago, and but yeah, and uh, so I was on set for that, and I remember uh, there was a few scenes that I was in that got cut. Um, I was playing a soldier in the national guard and, um, but then there's a scene in that movie where you see like these Jeeps are peeling out around the corner as well as a cop car. And if you watch the movie, you won't see me, <laughs> but you will see me. You'll see my back and like, but I'm in uniform. And if so, if somebody was watching it, they would never know it's me but I just know it's me cause I know where I was sitting in the Jeep, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was fun though. It was a great learning experience and, um, you know, it was really cool to see a big budget film, you know, like the, the whole, the whole machine of it, I guess, if you will. Um, that was really, really cool to see. Yeah. Especially like you said, you know, you gotta be a sponge and learn so much and see how, how people act, especially when, you know, there's a lot of money involved in it. So that's, that's cool. You're able exactly. to have that experience and you know, Hey, you know, you're in the movie, you know? 
Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And, and well, well, and also too, like like Will Poulter, who was the you know one of the leads in that movie. Yeah. Um, he was awesome. I mean, he, he you know he came over to us and he was talking to us a little bit, but he spoke in his American accent while he was speaking to us. You know, like off camera, you know, in between takes and stuff. So I didn't know he was a Brit until I watched an interview with him just before that movie came out. <laughs> and I was like, hold on, wait, what? Like, he didn't, he was talking to us in American accent the whole time. Like, I didn't know he was a British, you know, yeah. a British guy. And, um, but, but yeah, it was fun, man. He was, he was really cool and he was really nice. He was asking us, you know, where we were from and stuff. And, um, just a very, very chill dude. That's awesome. Especially when you have somebody that you're working with, you know, that is treating you like that. So then you know that people are like that in the industry. Yeah, I'm sure, exactly. I don't know if you've, I'm sure you worked with some people that told you stories about some actors. So that's good. You had a great experience. So you have a lot yeah, of things that are yeah. coming up. So there's I a, do. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I don't know what you could talk about, but uh, what are some of the things that you can talk about? Yeah. So I've got this, uh, got a film called scapegoat. That's co- That's going to be coming out. Um, toward the beginning of this next year. Um, we shot that uh, about two years ago now, but we, you know, we've had some bumps in the road of the post-production process. Um, but, uh, but, but I'm really proud of that project. I'm excited for people to see it. Um, we actually had a private screening of it uh, last year, uh, last September. And, the first showing of it sold out in under 18 hours and we actually oversold it. So then that forced us to add a second show in the night oh, wow. and we sold out of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then we sold out of that one as well. So, so there's, you know, there's, there's people that want to see it. So I'm, I'm really excited for people to see it. And then, um, and, and, and basically that project is, it's about this group of people that they wake up in the middle of the woods. They don't know how they got there. Um, they're all dressed the same. They each have a marking on their arms. Some of them know each other and some of them don't. And they come to realize that they have some, there is some sort sort of connection between all of them, but they don't know what it is. And so while they're trying to figure that out, they're being hunted at the same time. Wow. And so, so it's kind of like a psychological thriller. Um, there's some great action in it. There's a really, really cool fight scene that I'm involved in that I'm, um, that I'm super psyched to, uh, oh, that's you know, cool, for, for people to see. Um, and then, and then there's a project that, um, uh, we're pretty early in the process right now, but, uh, it'll be, I think we're going to start filming sometime, sometime, I think around this time next year, uh, and it's called locker 42. And so that I can't really talk a whole lot about it, but it, but it is like a crime drama. Um, yeah, I'm looking at part it right it now. Takes, they have like the synopsis of it on there. Yeah, part of it takes place in the 90s and then part of it takes place now. Um, yeah, I basically there's like I, I play this character, Officer Conlon, and he's a rookie cop. And um, and I'm working in the, in the department where my father is the chief of police. And uh, there's this case that comes up that is very similar to a case that went cold about 20 years ago. And so they bring in this detective to try to figure it out and try to get it solved. Well, the chief of police, my father wants my character to learn from him. So he assigns him to help this detective on the case. 
but the detective wants nothing to do with me. Um, you know, it, it's just a, it, it'll, it's got a lot of great banter, you know, kind of cool. going back and forth between, between he and I. So, um, so that'll be fun. I'm excited about that one. That's cool. And who's the other person there? Al, Axel Harney. Is that any relation? Yeah. So, um, so, so he's been acting for a while. He actually just had a film come out called Boyne Falls that, uh, that Sony put out. Um, but he is an actor. He, he started out in modeling and he's, he's also an actor, but so he and I are cousins. No way. Cousins. Yeah. And so we're both going to be acting and producing on this, which, which I'm pretty psyched for. Cause that'll be fun to work with family, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you I mean, talk I mean, I've been to him to work with him for a while? Oh, cool. So this is something you knew like years ago, like before you even thought, thought about, did he like push you in this direction? Cause it seems like he's been doing it for a while too. Um, he didn't push me in this direction, but he, he did give me some advice as I've been coming up. Um, but we, we also have another cousin who's Michael Harney. Um, and he, he's a little bit older. He, he's our, he's our second cousin. Um, so he was in Orange is the New Black. He played Sam Healy. Um, he was in Deadwood. He was in a star is born that just came out a little while ago. He's in a show right now called Project Blue Book on the History Channel. Um, he's been a, a big mentor for me through this process, and and so has Axel. And so, um, so yeah, so it's been it's been really cool to, you know, be able to lean on some family in terms of advice. And, and you know, just because I am the youngest one, so you know, these guys have a lot more experience than I do. So I've been I've been able to kind of pick their brains a little bit and see how. Uh, you know, see how they go about things and um, see how it's worked for them. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's pretty cool. And I'm excited for it. Yeah. He's been on a, a lot of stuff. Like I remember from weeds. Yeah, oh yeah. Yep. Oh, dude, that's so he cool. Weeds. He was in, he was in NYPD blue, a <laughs> uh, bunch of stuff. He, he was in the first season of true detective with, oh, with McConaughey oh, yeah. and, and Woody oh, yeah. Harrelson. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. a great person to be able to like pick their brain. If you ever have any questions when you're like looking at a script, that's, that's really cool. Definitely. Definitely. So one question I have is I was looking at the scapegoat photos and one of the mm-hmm. photos, is that your girlfriend or is that somebody that just happens to have a t-shirt of your face on it? <laughs> so, so, so that is actually my now fiance. Oh, cool. Um, Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, she um that was us at the premiere last year. Oh, cool. She surprised uh she surprised I I didn't know she was doing that, but oh, she had it. a t shirt made with my with my then headshot uh <laughs> on the shirt and she wore it to the premiere. So um but yeah, yeah, that was funny. That was that's gotta funny. be awesome just having somebody that's big when you're doing anything in life to have like a partner that supports you and it just makes things go a lot smoother. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And too, like, she's a big, like motivation, like, uh, you know, she, she kicks my butt sometimes if, you know, if, if I'm kind of getting complacent or whatever, and I'm just, uh, you know, <laughs> and I'm just not really moving forward on anything. If I'm getting lazy, she'll be the first one to kind of be like, Hey, you know, like, what are you doing? You know, get, you know, get your butt in gear. Um, that's so good. Yeah, so yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So, so where, where do you think scapegoat would be? Like where, uh, obviously, you don't know exactly. Do you have an idea where it would be yet? Like, if it's gonna be like on a streaming pa- platform or for sale online or something? Yeah, so it'll be it'll be in stores. Um, 
I'm hoping we can get some sort of limited theatrical release, um, but it will be in stores for sure. And then um, I believe it will be on a, a few of the streaming services, which ones I'm not sure, um, especially with all of the new streaming services that are coming out. Yeah. A lot um, so I don't really know how that's going to work, but, uh, but yes, it, it, it will be available to buy online as well. So Sweet. no, it looks the sca- the movie poster and just reading the synopsis and you explain it looks pretty freaky. Mm-hmm. It looks like, like a lot of movies, you know, you could like put a couple movies together and like kind of get what a movie is about. And for me, it just mm-hmm. like saw, but kicked it up the notch, especially you wake up in the middle of nowhere and, uh, you're being hunted by, by some psycho or trying to figure out, you know, how you got yeah. there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and, and too, like the, the fight scene that we had, um, we did all of our own stunts for, for that film and we shot that fight scene. It's, it's in the film. It's really only like a three minute fight scene, but, but we spent about 11 hours in a day filming it, uh, rehearsing it. um, and by the end of it, man, we were bruised, cut up, you know, because it was just out in the woods and we were just fighting out the, out in the woods. I, I mean, I mean, we had a small pad, you know, but it wasn't thick by any means. And, uh, and yeah, we were just kind of going at it and we had kind of just decided like on the day we said, yeah, this may hurt a little bit, but this is going to look freaking sweet. <laughs> so like, let's just like, let's just go to town and see what happens. Um, you know, there were a few punches that, that connected, you know, for, for a few of us and, you know, definitely got the wind knocked out of us a couple of times. And, um, I'm pretty convinced I never got checked, but I'm pretty convinced I had a, I had a pretty heavy concussion afterwards, you know? Um, but, but yeah, man, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. No, I bet. And then the other thing that's on here is DPD echo one. Yeah, DPD Echo One. That was a sh- uh, short film. It was meant to be a proof of concept video oh, okay. um, that was going to be turned into a series. Uh, I don't really know where that stands as of now. I'm just kind of doing my thing, and if I get a call, then so be it. But um, but that you can find on YouTube. Uh, it's like oh, a 17 cool. minute video, and it's pretty good. And then there's another project. It's called the Denny Dooley Story. That's on there. That'll be coming out, I believe, at the end of next year. Um, it takes place in the late sixties, early seventies. And I play this character named chick. He is the lead singer of this like hippie garage band. Wow. And, um, yeah, that was a really, really fun character to get into. Wait, I is that you that with the beard in. and the long hair? No, no, that's oh, not okay. me. That, <laughs> that's, uh, that is Dennis Marin. But, um, but yeah, so I had like this, this like goatee with like the long sideburns. I was rocking a, you know, bandana with this like, uh, with this like crocheted, um, like poncho thing, and was wearing some moccasin boots and uh, some aviators. I, I don't know. It was it was a really really fun shoot uh, oh, and awesome. a very different character than I've played before, which was cool. So. so that's awesome, man. So here's one question I always like to ask people, and it's really fun when people are whether they're in the beginning of their career, the middle of the career, they've been active for 40 years and I always get different mm-hmm. answers. So you've, even in your short time and you know, when you were doing musical theater and plays, you've played a bunch of different characters. What is like one type of character or like a genre that would be like in your wheelhouse? Let's say like a big budget, you know, production company said, Hey Pat, mm-hmm. 
whatever movie you want to do, we have the money to back in. Is there like a genre that you'd love to star in? I would love to do a World War II film. Okay, nice. That's that's like my that's like my goal. Um, just because I loved like Saving Private Ryan and Fury, like those movies, you know, uh, were just so good. And and there's there's something about those those movies that I think that they really ca- I think they really captured the sense of brotherhood that there was then um i think they captured them really really well i don't know i mean i'm i've had a lot of family in the military my grandfather was in world war ii you know i don't know i've i, I think i was i've just always wanted to kind of pay homage to uh to the you know the guys that that died and the guys that fought for our country and um i mean really this goes for any time but yeah um but there's just something very intriguing about World War II to me. Um, just the the fact that I mean, I guess it's in the name, but really, like the whole world pretty much was no, at war. Yeah. yeah. And um, and the fact that you know it seemed as though that everybody here in this country just banded together and everybody did their part, whether it was fighting over there, whether it was you know, uh, working here to in the metal factories or whatever and melting things, you know, down to make more machinery and to send over. And, um, I don't know, there, there was just a certain pride in, in the country that, um, that I really admire. Um, and so, yeah, that, that would be my, that would be my thing would, would probably be like a world war two film. Yeah, and it's funny that we're that we're talking today because so we have a nine month old baby, so we don't watch anything that we have to pay att- too much attention to when we're playing with her. Mm-hmm. So we always put something mm-hmm. on in the background, and we watch uh, Amer- uh, American Pickers on History Channel, and they had oh, a, yeah. they had something yesterday. It's funny; it's exactly what you said. There was a toy company that was like a monster toy company, like the number one, uh, like back in like the twenties and thirties. And mm-hmm. they stopped production on making toys in order to make, I think it was, they switched everything over into making like, wasn't guns, but it was some kind of, I don't know if it was planes. It was something like super intense. They basically shut everything down to put all their workforce into making like tools and, and weapons for the army. So it's like, and then they went out of business after that. I think it goes to what you said. And it's funny that we're talking today because they basically were like, you know what? We care more about our country because obviously if we didn't win, we would be, you, know, you and I would be German, right? <laughs> talking German right yeah, now. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Japanese. So no, it, no, it is true. And it's crazy that it wasn't that long ago. Like a lot of these big wars and I know we're always at war, but that one, like you said, it was, it was intense the way the, the whole way. And I think it's a cool era. Like my grandpa was uh, in the Navy. So I get it. It's like a connection to that. So I hope one day you get that opportunity, man. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when it's funny that you said that, cause my, cause my grandfather was also in the Navy oh, okay. uh, in World War II. He was on the, uh, on the first ship to go back as a Japanese after Pearl Harbor. Um, he was on the USS Dayton and, uh, and, um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, to me, there was just a, there was a pride, um, in the country then that I feel like you don't really see a whole lot anymore, you know, and there was, uh, 
And I mean, kind of like you said, with this, this big toy company, they could have, they easily could have just kept going and making their toys and, you know, oh, it would have been great. But a lot of companies did that. They would completely change what they would normally do and make things to help the war effort. And, um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was just, uh, it was a very cool and a very patriotic time. Um, and I also love the depiction of like the, the different, like the different people, like in, in those world war two movies, you got the characters, you know, you always, you always got that guy from Brooklyn, right. You know, yeah, yeah. um, you know, and you always got that, always got that Southern guy or whatever. And I don't know. There was just a, I don't know. It, it was just a cool thing. The guys were, they took pride in where they were from, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, a big uh, World War II nerd, so. Oh, that's cool, man. No, history is awesome. Yeah, my my buddy when he was in the Navy, he said that's what it was when he got to like uh, like boot camp. He said that's how you were defined. Like he was called Jersey. They had one guy was from Texas, so they called him Tex, and it was like a simple. I guess rather than remembering names, they remember like regions where they were from. But no, I know that's what's cool yeah. about those movies, and I'm sure it was really like that. I'm sure there were so many people that were like smushed together, and you know sitting in like yeah. you know close quarters having to uh having to like just get they're thrown into it and it was a scary time i couldn't imagine and just think ted williams uh joe dimaggio those guys went over and like you know during the, yeah. the heights of their career to yeah care exactly it was something much bigger than them oh no definitely so here's one last question thanks so much for taking the time if you weren't doing this and going this route and loving what you do. Is there something else that you'd be doing right now? Is there anything else that you're going to go to school for when you were younger? Um, I, I did want to be a detective. Uh, however, I came to realize very quickly that I was basing my knowledge of what detectives do off of television and movies <laughs> <laughs> your second and, uh, cousin on nypd blue maybe yeah, exactly <laughs> and uh and so i more so saw it as like oh like like i talked or i i spoke with a detective i was kind of asking him some questions and everything and he goes yeah 90 percent of what i do is paperwork <laughs> and i was like that sounds terrible so <laughs> in my head at that point i was just like all right i'll just I'll, you know i'll just play one on tv how about that <laughs> yeah you're like wait so, so it's not 95 percent of stakeouts and eating takeouts <laughs> and just watching people exactly yeah well, that's awesome man well yeah. i'll keep tabs on you and i'm sure you're on like social media and stuff so i'll i'm sure i'll find you and uh yeah i'll keep my I, I always like follow people's uh imdb pages so i'll keep tabs on scapegoat because it looks pretty cool and uh yeah. Awesome, man. I really awesome. appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate your time. Man, wasn't Patrick so down to earth? He's one of those people that you root for. So I wish him the best of luck. Follow him on social media. I'll put all the notes in the links so you guys can check him out. And don't forget your homework for this Thursday. And it is grueling homework. And this is the first time I've said this, but uh, it's super babies too. Baby geniuses. Whew, that movie. It's kind of rough. It has a pretty good cast. There's some silliness to it. There is some funness. You could see John Voight, the way he acts, and tries to hit a home run every role, and his accent in this is one you do not want to miss. Don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast, 
and subscribe so you don't miss out on all this awesome content and all these interviews that we have. And don't forget to follow us on all social media at Sequels Only and our new website, sequelsonly.com. Good night. <laughs>